0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast.
1: Diving stop singer! Toss on up The first in time to get seven. Three run homer. For Fernando Abad and the Mariners lead it five to four. Goodbye baseball straight away center field. Cano and Cruz go back to back. And the king when the Mariners needed him the most two hits over seven scoreless innings. Now
0: here's your host Gary Hill. All right. Welcome back. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Great to have you back again. Another great win for the Mariners last night. Walk-off style over the Tigers. They've won three in a row, climbing that much closer to 500. They'll try and get there tonight against Detroit and a chance to take a series tonight against the Tigers. This is going to be a quick podcast, but a fun podcast as the Mariners Get the victory. We'll also hear from Jim Beattie, former Mariner, coming up in a few minutes as well. But the M's taking on the Tigers. Miranda on the mound for the Mariners, and he really pitched well in this one. Gave up a long ball to the very first batter he faced. Gave up another one to Upton as well. Gave up the leadoff one to Kinsler to start the game, but he really pitched well in this one. Seven innings of four-hit ball. Allowed a couple of runs, a couple of walks, fan three. And the Mariners able to take the lead in the first inning as Nelson Cruz comes up big in the first.
1: The pitch to Cruz swinging a line drive base hit. Into the gap in the left center field. Gamble will score from third. Hanniger to third. He's going to be waved in by Manny Acta up with the ball. Mikey Matook to throw in. He is cut off by the shortstop. Iglesias. No relay home. Hanniger will score as well. The Mariners have a 2-1 lead. Nellie Cruz in its second base with a two-run double. 54 and 55 RBIs on the season for Nelson Cruz. And the Mariners take a 2-1 lead.
0: Yeah, he just continues to rack up the ribbies. The Mariners on top 2-1. They would add uh, Tigers end up tying it with the solo blast I just referenced a moment ago with Upton. But The Mariners snatch the lead back thanks to the long ball.
1: The 0-1 pitch, swing, and a well-hit ball. Deep to left field, down the line, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. Into Edgar's Cantina. Taylor Motter with his seventh home run of the season unties this game. It's now the Mariners three and the Tigers
0: two. Mariners would add another thanks to Ben Gamble going deep. As he just continues, what is a ridiculous month of June, three more hits in the ball game for Ben Gammel. I mean, he's seemingly on base every single time he comes up, three for five in the game, scores a couple of runs, had a double, a homer, and his June now, 32 hits so far in the month of June. That's the most in Major League Baseball. He's hitting 416 for the month, a 452 on base percentage. He's also mixed in five walks as well, but 32 hits. The next closest is Murphy for Washington, Daniel Murphy with 30. What a month Ben Gamble is having! He's also mixed in 16 runs scored as well. And that's not too shabby for the month either. That's amongst the leaders in the American League. So the giant month for Gamble continues as he swats the home run to dead center field. A 4-2 to lead for the Mariners at that point. But it gets late in the ballgame, and the Mariners a couple of relievers down. Alta Villa on and Altavilla cops up uh, coughs up a couple of runs. So he pitches in and gives up two. So this ball game is tied. Diaz would get through the ninth without giving up a run. So it goes to the 10th extra innings. The Mariners get a runner aboard. Tyler Smith comes on to pinch run. A wild pitch moves him on to second base. Kyle Seager at the dish and Kyle Seager would win the ball game.
1: Wilson comes set. Checks the runner. And the pitch to Seeger, Swigoda
0: driven to right field, and that will get down. One hop off the fence. Here comes Smith around third.
1: He scores, and the Mariners win it. They win it five to four. Kyle Seeger, for the game winner here in
0: Seattle. So there it was, the game winner. The Mariners win it walk-off style, five to four. Now thirty-six and thirty-seven on the season. Tigers fall to thirty-two and thirty-eight. And I've talked about it a lot, is every series, I think, against American League teams, pretty important at this point. Just You're talking about the full game swings when you're looking at the wild card race, and every team in the American League is in the wild card race. But, you know, starting to bear Detroit. Now they've lost four games in a row. Mariners, meanwhile, have won three in a row. Mariners continue to play so well at home, 22 and 13 at Safeco Field, and they'll put that on the line tonight. We'll talk about the matchup tonight in a moment. First, let's hear from the skipper after what was another nice win.
2: Never, there's no script around here. There's no script. Every night's a little bit different. Uh, uh, you know. Ball game. Uh, it's was good when you come out on the right side of it. But uh, Miranda, uh, starting off with him, uh, outstanding effort. Um, you know, took you know, the home runs in uh, the first couple innings and then he really settled in. We've seen him do that often here, uh, you know, get all of his pitches working because they were a little shaky early on. But, uh, you know, he righted the ship and, and getting seven innings out of him tonight was, was awesome. Uh, a really good effort. Uh, As that's, you know, they run nine right handed hitters out there and they can swing the bat. So, uh, nice job by him. You know, I thought we had enough. And Gamble, uh, another great night there offensively. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, the mistake that, uh, you know, Altavila made uh, to J.D. Martinez, you know, it's probably the only bad pitch he threw the whole inning was out there. Um, you know, just up in the zone. Everything else was, was down. But, uh, you know, our guys responded. They hung in there, didn't get their heads down, kept fighting, and, uh, you know, put some good at-bats together at the end, and big hit by Siegs. You know, gotten a good count uh, against, you know, a really good left-handed pitcher, and, you know, that was the pitch he needed to get on, and, and he didn't miss it. So, uh, nice win. Hopefully we can keep the momentum rolling. Got, Kyle's
3: gotten got in some good counts lately. got a bunch of doubles.
4: Are we starting to see maybe the start one
2: of his little long? I certainly hope so. You know, when, when he does get in good counts and, and um, you know, and get on top of the fastball, some of the balls he's hitting the tar, I've kind of had some topspin on him instead of backspin. And even that ball there, you know, he smoked. Uh, but you can't control that. you got to have good at-bats. And, and try to stay consistent about it. And, and Kyle's kind of, he'll have a couple really good ones and he's, he'll swing at a ball, you're like, you know, where's he at? So he's still trying to find it. But, uh, you know, we need him to get hot. Uh, he's certainly got the capabilities of doing that and, and carrying a team for a while when he does. How did you see Miranda kind
1: of find it and get back into you know, I think he really didn't
2: have great command with his fastball tonight to the glove side. He usually likes to pound right-handed hitters in, uh, and it did, wasn't getting there tonight. And I thought we made a pretty good adjustment after that to kind of stay with some fastballs away. You start seeing the fly balls go to right field um, and, and staying out there with it. And then, you know, found, you know, enough off-speed pitches to keep him off balance. Um, it wasn't his best stuff, but I thought he pitched very well and, and uh, took advantage of the ballpark, you know, and some of the fly balls to, to right field and right center tonight.
3: How you went to, that.
2: Yeah, yeah, we did. Obviously, we wanted to give Nick Vincent a day. He has been our eighth inning guy for the most part, and, you know, giving Danny an opportunity, that was the right thing to do. Um, like I said, I thought he threw the ball pretty well. He, he made one uh, bad mistake to J.D. Martinez, but, uh, you know, Tony Zick's another guy we've used in that spot before. Tony hasn't been feeling great. Um, you know, he was uh, down over in Texas, down yesterday. I was trying to give him some time to get some his legs under him unless we absolutely needed him, so, um, Felt good about putting Danny out there, and he did. He punched three guys out. Uh, The walk hurt, obviously, to lead off the inning. Uh, Then he made a mistake, and against probably their hottest hitter right now. So, uh, again, our guys did not put their heads down, didn't hang their heads. Just you know, we got to keep fighting. We got to keep getting after it, and uh, you know, good things happen, and we had some good at-bats late. Uh, he just, he wasn't feeling well. He wasn't, so, yes, yes. Okay, no, so, uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, I was hopefully trying to give him another day, unless we absolutely had to use him. Again, you know, if we would have kept playing in that game, we would have had to use him. So, uh, but the one thing I think, you know, everybody has to contribute here uh, in that bullpen. It can't be the same guys all, every night, especially if you put a winning streak together. And, you know, Danny, we need to get Danny going. We thought it was a good spot. The guys, they hadn't seen Danny, that part of the lineup, but never faced him before. And, like I said, he threw the ball fine. I just just made the one
4: mistake. Camel's showing
2: no signs of letting up here. What an awesome at-bat, you know, to follow those pitches off, you know, balls all over the place, and then he gets one in a good spot and squares it up against a pretty good, you know, left-handed pitcher. So uh, can't say enough. You know, it's righty, it's lefty, using the whole parts of the field. And, you know, I'm saying he's got power, and he certainly showed it tonight. He smoked that
0: ball. So much to love about last night. already mentioned Gamble with the three hits. Uh, Cruz, two hits, drives in a couple of runs. He also walked twice, so he reached four times in the ballgame. Seeger with the walk-off win. Moderate couple hits, he contributed. And uh, Miranda, a nice outing, just giving up a couple of runs. And now a chance to take a series, and tonight is going to be a lot of fun at Safeco Field. Mariners, winners of three in a row – And if you can believe it, the Mariners have the longest winning streak going in the American League. I mean, that is where the American League is at right now. And we consider the Mariners getting healthy. Segura on the cusp of coming back. Felix Hernandez coming back Friday. Iwakuma not too far down the road after that. All good stuff for the Mariners. Uh, Tonight is going to be a lot of fun. If you don't have your tickets yet, uh, it's not too late because this is going to be a beauty of a matchup in Game 3 of the series. Mariners looking for a series win, but this one is not going to be easy. Justin Verlander for the Tigers, 4-4 four four with a 4-5-0 uh, ERA, taking on James Paxton, 5-2 with a three-two-three three ERA. Beauty of a matchup, Verlander and Paxton, as the Mariners go for the series tonight. 7-10, first pitch from Safeco Field. We hope to see you there. Oh, why don't we hear from the winner? Kyle Seeger, the game winner. Here's what he said after the ball game.
5: Yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. You know, obviously, um, it, was a, um, you know, it was a it was a battle all night. You know, it was a good game. Both sides, you know, we had our own little runs there, and you know, fortunately, we came out on top.
3: You had the three doubles in Texas. You had another double (laughs) tonight. Worked yourself some pretty good counts. I mean, you feeling like you're kind of in a good spot right now?
5: Yeah, you know, I've been feeling pretty good. You know, sometimes you know you feel good and you don't get too many hits, so it's nice. Uh, You know, certainly doubles are good, so I, I like those, and you know, just try to continue to keep grinding through. I think like you had to do something to keep up with Corey today.
0: Yeah, there was a uh,
5: little boy in the dugout, and he was, you know, he was giving me updates, and, <laughs> and he, uh, as a, t- a tough day to match. So I think, I think I'm gonna give him the edge
3: today. How big was it though? Just to kind of come back. It, it was tough. You know, Dan gives up his run, but you guys kind of just stayed on it and never really. Committed.
5: Yeah, you know, uh, we, we did. We have a we have a pretty resilient bunch here. You know, we, our offense has really, you know, has been swinging the best pretty good. And you know, even in that uh, ninth inning, we had some, you know, we had some traffic on the bases and. You know, they obviously you know, bringing Wilson is you know pretty tough, obviously. So, you know, it's um, you know it's certainly good. You know, big at bat by you know Nelly before me, and and then uh, you know big brace running also by there to to get to second base that changes things. I'm surprised when Ben Gamble
3: gets out right now.
5: It is kind of shocking. So, you know, I don't I don't really like when he does it. So I, I like I like the way he's going right now.
3: Yeah, you, you, you watch other hitters. What's he doing right, right now?
5: He's got a really, really nice swing. He's in the zone a long time. You know, I really like his move, and, you know, he gets on plane. So even when he's, uh, you know, even if he gets beat a little, you know, late around the front, you know, he's still, uh, he's still on plane where he can, you know, dump the ball to left and, you know, he can get the ball down the line. So he, he, he's pretty good, and he's, uh, you know, he's really
0: locked in right now. So Verlander against Paxton tonight. Verlander faced the Mariners earlier this year, April 27th, at Comerica Park. Gave up just an unearned run and five hits in seven innings. He was great. A couple of walks and eight strikeouts. Paxton faced the Tigers earlier this year as well, and he pitched really well. That was the day before, April 26th. He went seven scoreless and an 8 nothing win. Loud just four hits, walked one, and fanned nine in the ball game. So this is going to be an excellent matchup. Verlander coming off a start two earned runs in seven innings against Tampa Bay. Before that, allowed three in Boston in five innings of work. Overall, he's been pretty consistent this year, except for a couple of blowups early in April. Allowed nine earned in four innings against Cleveland, and then uh, allowed six earns uh, a couple of starts ago against the Houston Astros in five and two-thirds innings. Other than that, he's been pretty consistent. He fanned 10 in his first start of the season. And that's who the Mariners will face tonight, Justin Verlander, as they go for the series win at Safeco Field and try and continue that winning streak. Right now, let's dial back to the past and hear from Jim Beatty, former Mariners pitcher. Former
3: Mariner pitcher Jim Beatty, now a scout and has been for a long time in the Major Leagues for the Toronto Blue Jays. And, Zelmo, it's great to see you here in Seattle. How's life as a Major League scout before we talk about your career in Seattle?
4: Well, what I do now is, uh, first off, thanks, Rick, for having me. Great to be back in Seattle. Uh, And what I do now compared to what I used to do is a little bit of it's almost like semi-retirement, to be honest with you. It's just I uh, see a lot of baseball games, see a lot of good players, and send in my reports and let someone with a higher pay grade make decisions.
3: (laughs) Well, we had a chance to watch you pitch for a... A long time. You came up with the New York Yankees. And uh, tell us about the big trade from the Yankees to the Seattle Mariners involving Rupert Jones. And uh, that was way back when. What did you think when you first
4: heard about the deal and you were becoming a Seattle Mariner for the first time? Well, I had left the season '79. I had just finished my second season with the Yankees, and at the end of the season, Billy Martin told me that Ron Guidry was going to be the number two starter, and I was going to be the number or number one starter. I was going to be the number two starter, and so I left thinking, well, that's either going to happen or I'm going to be traded. <laughs> Knowing Billy, you didn't believe Billy. <laughs> well, I'd had a little bit of run-ins, few run-ins with Billy. I got the call in November. I still remember. I was in, uh, I was at Phillips Academy, in the school where my wife was teaching. We were living in a dorm. I answered the phone, got a call from the Yankees. He said I was traded to the Mariners and at that point I just kind of said all right it'll give me a chance to go to a younger team and develop my craft a little bit. So from 1980 to 1986
3: in the big leagues with the Seattle Mariners what do you remember most your fondest memories about being a Mariners
4: Elmo? Mostly the players and the, the people you meet getting an opportunity to play with some of the great players that that I had a chance to the older guys when I first came over you know Glenn Abbott and some of the younger guys like Rick Honeycutt who's a pitcher with the Dodgers now Shane Raleigh Uh, Mike Parrott. Young Dave Henderson. And Hendu was there, you know, he he was a young guy and all the younger guys coming up like Pendu, Reynolds, Dave Valley, Spike Owen, who you still run into these guys and, you know, we just had a lot of fun and we had Richie Ziss, of course, Wimpy, Tom (laughs) Pachorik was there. So, I mean, we just had a great crew. Julio Cruz, I mean, you could go on and on and on and then at the end to get a chance to play with someone like Gaylord Perry and to see what he went through as a professional and selling his peanuts. <laughs> it was, you know, it was just a terrific time. Seattle was we were here for, you know, 16-17 years. My three kids were born here and it is a part of us uh, for our family. It's great. And my son lives in Ballard now. That's outstanding.
3: Gaylord Perry had a big day in the Kingdome in 1982. He won his 300th career game. Is
4: there any one particular game that stands out in the career of Jim Beatty? Obviously, you know, I had a good day in 78 uh, when I pitched in the Yan- in the World Series with the Yankees. With the Mariners, my uh, the one hitter stood out, I-, I think, a lot. And I've got shutouts and complete games. But the one hitter, I, I, you know, I remember pitching in the Kingdome when the fences were close, yeah. and it was, you know, it was, a, it was a challenge to go out there. I know some very good pitchers, guys like Jim Palmer hated to pitch there, And but it was a place for me to really develop what I needed to do to, one, keep the ball in the ballpark, <laughs> and two, have them hit it at someone. Who got that one hit off? UL Washington. It was two uh, outs in the third inning. Ron Renike was in left field, and two outs, you know, it's kind of a soft sinking line drive. With two outs, you're going to keep it to a single, so you don't want the guy to get in scoring yeah. position with two outs, and Ron said, you know, had it been two outs in the bottom of the ninth, I could have dived and probably caught that ball
3: then there was one particular game you matched up with jack morris it was in the notes uh, the other day it was june the 4th i think 1984 a two-hit shutout over the detroit tigers you won four to nothing out dueling jack morris
4: before the ball game, you saw a movie. Tell us a bit about that. So we're in Detroit, and I'm I'm with uh, Richie Zisk. And day of the ball game, we went to go see one of the Rocky films. So we're out there. The song "Eye of the Tiger" and that whole kind of theme is, and we're going out to play the Tigers. So I go out there the first couple innings, and I'm dealing a little bit, and I start to get my rhythm. And in between innings, Richie Zisk, we used to call him Gish. So Zish would come in and he'd come <laughs> over to me, pat me on the on the thigh, and say, "Zemo, Eye of the Tiger, baby, Eye of the Tiger," and I ended up having a pretty good ball game. What do you remember about playing for Rene Latchman? Well, Latch was good. He was the first time we had a kangaroo court. You know, Latch would do silly things, but they kind of impressed upon me, and that was a coaching. You know, we had Dave Duncan. Dave, for me, Dunk was my best pitching coach. Really helped me to uh, mature as a pitcher and understand how to compete and manage a lineup when you're pitching out there. But Latch, just kind of let players play, uh, and if you had the right combination of players, Latch could be a very successful manager. And you know, he would find us. If you walked three guys or more, in a you know, if it was six innings, you'd had to be two guys or more. He find you five bucks. If you got through nine innings and you walked two guys or less, he gave you five bucks. So I'm out there in a ball game. I'm trying to win. I'm thinking, I got a 3-0 count. I said, I got to come back. I got to save my five bucks. That was a lot of money back then, wasn't it? That's right. And then at the end of the year, you know, we always at the end of the year use that money and half of it would go to charity. The other half would go to the team party. And at the end of my last year, and as you can see, my hat wearing days have been to the point where they've worn off a little bit of my hair latch needed a little bit extra money says all right Zemo, i'm gonna find you 50 bucks for not having enough hair you guys had
3: a lot of fun it was great having you in a mariner's uniform all that time it was great watching you pitch and now seeing you come to town occasionally as a scout for the blue jays Zemo, thanks a lot for some Great memories. We're living those times as a Seattle Mariner here on our Mariner's 40th anniversary season.
4: Well, we had a lot of fun. My family enjoyed Seattle. We love Seattle. It was great for us personally and professionally, and we come back and visit, and we have a lot of great friends here. I'm here, but I'm staying with friends up in Capitol Hill and get together, have a party with all of our friends uh, tonight, which is fun.
3: Thanks a lot for the visit, buddy. Thanks, Rick. Always good to talk to you.
4: See you later!